The Singapore Premier League is back and so are we. We have three tantalising clashes to look forward to this weekend as round two gets underway. And we'll look back on the Sailors' maiden continental voyage that made the nation proud. All this and more coming right up. This is the SPL Podcast. This is Farah and unfortunately it's just going to be Farah this week because my partner in crime Raushan is down with the Rona. So Raushan, please, please get well soon because we miss you, I miss you. But you know what they say, the show must go on and I'm so excited that the break is over because that means there's even more football for us. Firstly though, I do want to wish a Salamat Hari Raya and Eid Mubarak to all our Muslim friends and listeners. I hope you're all enjoying your celebrations and your visitings and eating as much kuih and ketupat and rendang because I sure have. But anyways, let's get stuck in, shall we? Fortunately for me today, I do have a good old usual in the hot seat, Hidir Kamis. Hidir, Salamat Hari Raya to you and your family. How are you and how excited are you for the return of the SPL? Jeez, thank you so much for inviting me again. Selamat Hari Raya to you and your family as well. Uh, the last two days have been a little bit crazy with all the visitings and the eating and all that stuff. But we are here for football and uh, again, I'm very excited. I think we have missed one about close to one month of no SPL action. And then I, I really miss it. I want to get it started as soon as possible. Same, same. Okay, so let's get started, shall we? And we, of course, have to begin with the Lion City Sailors' first ever AFC Champions League campaign. The last time out, we had your brother Kyrule on and we all pretty much expected them to come back with a couple of points on the board. And despite the, not them not progressing into the next round, they did amass seven points, which is the highest ever tally by a Singaporean side. They, of course, got two wins on the board. That was against Deku and Shandong and that one draw in the reverse fixture against Shandong as well. Hider, firstly, just tell us what you think of their ACL campaign overall. I think they punch above their weight. Uh, I, I think that is really a credible result that they got for over the, the, the six games that they played. Uh, it was tough. I think it was tough to play six high-quality games within a short period of time. And even though they have the depth for it, I, I would also think that it's a massive start for all the, the staff involved in terms of putting the right recovery protocol for the team and at the same time uh, to give the performance and also to try to achieve good results over the, over the next six games. But I think, again, credit to all of them. We, I, mean, I didn't expect them to collect seven points. Same I think team. they uh, yeah. before. And, and it was, it was uh, kind of, this, in a way, disappointed because they should have won another game right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead of drawing that game maybe we would, we would have qualified but you know, I, overall it was a good uh, good outing for them the last six games it, it's their first ever uh, ACL appearance and I'm pretty sure they're just going to build up and build on uh, on this and uh, maybe hopefully qualify for it again next season and then better it at the same time Speaking of building on it, right, I think the question most of us have right now is how will this AFC run affect their league games? Because we've seen what it did to Tampanese last season. Will that happen to LCS? Nah, I don't think so. I think, I think uh, Tampanese went to ACL getting thrashed uh, mm-hmm. and then they came back 
with low morale, uh, low in confidence, but it's totally a different situation with LCS. I think they, they are back now with more confidence, uh, I should say. And then uh, I think the high quality games that they played in the last six, six matches improved them as a team. And I think uh, being together, another part of it is being together for a strong or in a long period of time, especially with new players coming in. Like Maxim didn't really have a preseason with the team. Now, with that three weeks that they were away together, they have gotten to, to know each other a little bit better, especially those who haven't been part of the team as long as the rest. So now they have gotten their preseason trip for. Yeah. The league, yeah, and they are going to come back much stronger. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to come back much stronger. They are, they're going to come back, uh, be more tactically aware, be more at the same time, be more belief that okay, now I'm at this level in the ACL, I'm coming back to the SPL to win it and win it convincingly. And we really have to, to enjoy the next few games up until the end of the season, uh, whenever LCS is playing. Yeah, so the biggest test for the sailors, of course, will be this Friday. They will no doubt be looking to retain the SPL title. They're currently on 16 points, four ahead of Tampanese and Tanjong Pagar United. And they will be looking to extend that gap when they take on the Cheetahs at the Haugang Stadium this Friday on the 6th of May with kickoff back to 7.45pm. A little bit of team news, Haugang will still be missing Shawal and Idraki and uh, Zulfami, who will be out due to C-game being one of the three overage players. For LCS, they will be missing Saifullah and Nur Adam. Let's stick with the sailors for a bit, shall we? Because throughout round one, there was plenty of concern about Kim Duhun's team selection and we received a fair bit of run submission on this as well. But the biggest issue was why do they not start their best starting eleven every game? And the argument was that they actually had the AFC Champions League to look forward to. But now that that has ended, they really don't have an excuse to not put out their strongest eleven and blow away their opponents week in and week out, do they? Uh, I mean, from a, a technical point of view, I would still think that there will be still minor changes here and there. Uh, when they play certain teams. I think the stronger teams that they play against, maybe against Haugang or against the Tempani, they would play their stronger teams. But again, it's also about giving other opportunities. And again, they have the quality to rotate and at the same time maintain. It's just maintaining the balance or, or maintaining the quality enough to beat the opponent. Like if, I mean, no disrespect to the lower teams in the league. But if I were to play against Geelang, I would be more... Uh, there will be more changes in a way but at the same time you know that uh, they have played against Gilan before and they know and that the, certain a whole, yeah. Yeah, you know, a whole bunch of changes didn't do them any good so now I think Kim has has smartened up in a way and then the ACL experience also you, you can see that he was chopping and changing a little bit here and there during the ACL campaign uh, but uh, looking forward I would expect certain changes here and there, but throughout the league now, it's all about just winning winning the games, winning the Singapore Cup, winning all the things that they can win in, in, in Singapore. So best team will play with minor changes, tweaks here and there against the lesser able teams or the lower ranked teams. But you will still expect them to come away yeah. most of the time with those three points, right? Yeah. And even if, let's say, Diego or Maxim or... Kim doesn't start, the moment they come in, they have the ability to make uh, quality impact uh, towards the game. So, uh, 
the rest of them now have to hey i want this starting 11 spot i have whenever i'm giving being given a chance to play i must grab it with both hands because the moment you slip up somebody else is going to take your spot straight away yeah absolutely agree but let's move on to haugang we we really had a lot to say about haugang and so did you hider i mean you've come on a couple of times and we know how how strongly you felt about haugang's performances over in round 1 and that's probably because we we expected so much more from them didn't we but this break was it really much needed for haugang what are you expecting from them from now on i think i'm expecting a different haugang in a way they should have gone back looking at all the matches that they have played and then at the same time discuss so many things that they they should and and prepare and plan what they are going to have on now onwards uh but then again it also depends on the players that they have right and shawal is out and raki is still out but good thing uh, pedro is back in uh, kiki is back in uh yeah i mean with nazim and and uh, anders out because of suspension they they are only left with with liner and i think now kaishu playing at the back is still a thin squad but then again they have their attacking players i think already besides shawal so it should be a good match now and after i think recently they went to jdt to play against a, a friendly game over there so i mean it's not an acl kind of experience but it's still better than playing against local teams right so again i would expect a different different haugang uh, but uh, i don't want to put my hopes up too high <laughs> yeah. because again they are playing to get playing against lcs a good high quality team so let's just see what happens on friday itself i mean in the in the first round of fixtures lcs did beat them 3-1 what is your prediction is going to be this friday i think it's going to be the same i think uh, quality wise it's difficult to match against uh, uh man for man against lcs but if somehow collectively hagan comes up with a different tactical plan different motivation because now it's a start of a new round with a two week break uh, collectively if they can come up with something to nullify lcs attacking threats i'm pretty sure they have a chance because they have the ability up front to score I need numbers here, numbers. So you think three one, three one exactly? One. Okay, I'm gonna go with four two, on the same. Just you LCS. Know, just, oh. Of course, LCS. Of course, LCS. <laughs> I like. I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, LCS are still that that bit much stronger. It's still gonna take some time, even though Haugang have had a lot of time to work on what they wanted to work on. But I still think LCS are going to edge this one. Now let's move on, shall we? Next up, third place Jaguars take on Albrecht Zegata at the Jurong East Stadium. The White Swans desperate to get their chase for the title back on track. That's on Saturday, the seventh of May. Kickoff five thirty p.m. The only person missing from Albrecht, Nikki Melvin Singh, through the Sea Games. Let's start with the visitors, Albrecht, because we spoke about how they've not looked their usual selves, especially Raushan. He's he. <laughs> he said since the start of the season Albrecht are not going to be the usual Albrecht that we're used to and they've only had you know two wins in their last 10 running back to last season and the community shield and they've been, they've been winless in the last four games what would they have worked on during the break here I think as much as Hagang needed that break Albrecht needed it as well because you no know, there's so much speculation going on about the national team coach now totally out of the, the distractions window, completely uh, distractions yeah. completely out of the window now they have had 
the small pre-season uh, that they needed, especially uh, that when the players came, it was too close to the start of the season already. They couldn't work on a lot of things. So these two weeks, two and a half, three weeks, has been a good time for them to now consolidate, focus on the task, to focus on the league, and with no distractions at all, no national team distractions, now the coach is able to now, okay, now I need to, to win something with this team. And I, I am having the time and having the, the, the whole spectrum of things for me to work on. And it is, I think, as much as I, I don't really fancy Albrex, but I think they are going to somehow improve by leaps and bounds over the next... Uh, the next rounds and uh, I I was I'm hoping to see a different Albrecht more entertaining more collective more organized both in attack and defense and at the same time more difficult to beat I guess yeah. and they're still very much in this are they I mean the season is still a pretty long one they have rounds two and three to get through so they they surely have their eyes still on the title right it's yeah, not it's not gone yeah it's, I, I think everybody's chances are still are still up for grabs. It's, it's not like nobody is, else I mean, is not running away with anything yet. And mm-hmm. You still have a lot of matches to go. And then the second, third and fourth and fifth are still very, very close to each other. So it, it's still open. Nobody is uh, you know, taking things in their own hands and then just tell, tell the rest of the team goodbye. I'm going off. Yeah. I'm trying to win the title. Uh, Albert is still in it. So is Tampering, so is uh, Aogang, and so is Balestier as well. So because Balestier is the same <laughs> point as Albrecht. So, but again, coming to what Albrecht has to offer, I think that Albrecht now will be a better team, more cohesive. Uh, I mean, hopefully, lah, eh, more cohesive. And it's going to be a tough task for Tanjung Paga as well. Yeah. On the note of Tanjung Paga, they had a sensational run in the round, first round of fixtures, you know, their first defeat of the season, of course, came against the Lion City Sailors right before the break. And it was a pretty heavy defeat as well. They are now level on points with Tampanese who just aged them slightly on goal difference. But they know what it takes to beat Elbrex. I mean, they did it 2-0 in the first round of fixtures. So is it too much to ask for the same now? Well, I think their break was a double-edged sword for them. I think mm-hmm. looking at the fact that they... They ended their run just before the break. It could have, you know, broke that momentum where the players or the, the, the team would just want to get back up on the horse and then try to win the next game. But they had to wait for another three weeks before yeah. before playing another match. But then again, it also gave them a bit more time to consolidate, to regroup and, you know, uh, come up with certain, certain things and improve on certain things before they start the next round again. Uh, I would think, I mean, generally they are going to play the same way. They are not going to change, right? They are yeah. difficult side to break down and they have the quality up front to score the goals. Uh, but then again, scoring goals is harder than conceding goals. Right? So, uh, I I would think that Tanjung Paga is still going to be a difficult side to, to, to beat. Yeah? But if Albrecht turns up the heat and then plays to their true, true potential, I think uh, Albrecht would be able to take the game and take the result. But then again, you never know if Tanjung Pagan, you know, they're just going to come up with something and then 
know, last minute goals or you know just just surprise everybody again. Exactly, they surprised us in more way than once yeah. throughout the season. So, I mean, I agree with you when you say it was a double edged sword. I would like them to come back out and not be too faced. But the last result, because I mean, it is the sailors that they were playing against, anyways. And like you say, we will always expect the sailors to come away with that result if if they're really on it that day. So I do hope Tanjung Pagar have what it takes to 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 do what they've been doing throughout the season. So with that, I would say my predictions would be a draw. I'm gonna go with a with a with a two all draw. Did you what about you? I'm going for a one one draw. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Close enough. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's exactly what I see happening. But, you know, let's just move on to the final game of the weekend. Tampanese Rovers will take on the Tigers on Sunday at our Tampanese Hub. The Stacks find themselves in a good position in second following their win against the Young Lions on game week seven. While the experimental Akbar Nawa side would no doubt be more than pleased with where they find themselves at this stage of the season. Tampanese missing Ryan Sun is all from, through the SEA Games. So let's start with Balestia first because Akbar's first obstacle back to the SPL was against his former side Tampanese Rovers and they quite surprised everyone with that valiant display to come back from two goals down and take away that point can they do the same or are Tampanese way into their element now? Nah I think Tampanese has been it's, it's quite difficult for Tampanese to always take the lead and then concede again and then try to, to chase the game so it's difficult I mean when you played against uh, a previous match they, they needed Boris to score two similar free kicks to get back into the game and to, to equalize. So it, it takes me, takes out a lot of from the team mentally to keep on chasing games, and they made it very comfortable for themselves over the last few first half of their matches, and then the second half they will just tend to to you know just dwindle off. You know the intensity just went down a little bit. Gavin make certain changes, bring in young kids who lacks the experience to see out games. Uh, but uh, I, I, it, it is a trend now with Gavin. You can see that he's making certain certain uh, substitutions to me, at least bef- uh, way before the time they should be made. Like mm-hmm. You want to introduce young players, you want to let the young players have the experience, but at the same time, you have to balance it, it out with trying to be able to, to manage the game and to see it through and win it as comfortably as possible. It wasn't very comfortable for them. Uh, but at the same time, the last game, when you play against Young Lions, he threw the younger boys way earlier. And then maybe because of that, the energy that the young the younger players had uh, drove them on. And then mm-hmm. somehow they realized and then, you know, uh, got a decent result of the game. And it also and then, helps when you have someone like Boris as well. Who's yeah, yeah, literally on fire. Yeah, I think everything that he touches or everything that he shoots somehow ends up in the, at the back of the net. Right? And and uh, I think one thing about Gavin also, I think he is not afraid to make the changes and take out the senior players, sub out the senior players. I think, I mean, looking at things, there's a certain way that he wants to play. And if any players, doesn't matter whether it's senior or junior or whatever level that you are at, if you're not following the instructions, I will take you out. And I will send somebody who's going to listen to whatever I want. And then uh, if I lose because of that, it's better than, you know, having somebody not flowing my game plan. Right? And and uh, if you look at it in a different way for Balestia, Akbar, I think he has learned over the last one round how 
his team first and foremost his team is what does he have and what his team lacks and he has somehow found a little middle ground in a way mm-hmm. whether to, to balance it balance the attack and defense to make sure that I'm, I'm able to shut out the game not to concede but at the same time my top four players top five players uh, are free flowing uh, always in good positions good in, in interpl- interplay so that they are able to score so uh, the last three weeks I'm pretty sure has been a very good and productive three weeks for for Balestier. and I'm I am hoping for an upset actually if you look at it that way and I'm hoping for an upset I think that Balestier might just be able to take this game and win it uh, is that your prediction? Yeah, I, I think that Balestier is going to take it maybe 2-1 2-1, 2-1 win yeah. I mean, you know, the last I remember this game because it was the first game of the season and I remember during the pre-match Akbar saying that they're going to lose to Tampani 7-8-0 and a little uh, bit of mind games there from Mr. Akbar Nawaz but I don't think that's going to happen if he comes out there saying that again Akbar, uh, stop it I but <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think that's going to happen but um, I would like an upset but I think it's going to be another draw between these two sides. Uh, I'm going to go with one all. So you're yeah, going to go I'm going with Balestier. I mean, Balestier would be happy with, the, with, that, with that draw anyways, wouldn't they? I feel like they would. Uh, no, I wouldn't they? So. I, I think that somehow the belief in the squad now has grown much more over the last few games that they have played. You know, at the end of the day, there were a lot of, of uh, backlash happening and going towards the team with the Big, I mean, the losses that they had were big margins. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it is, and that uh, magnified the whole issue. But at the end of the day, again, if you look at the points tally, they are still same yeah, they'll be more than Exactly. Yeah. They'll be more they than happy more with it. They have, I think they have more wins than Abrex. Because Abrex drew a lot of games. Right? So, it's, 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 uh, it, again, it's perspective. I would think that the, the, the team would have Gotten more belief with the wins that they had, the performance that they 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 have uh, shown, and the 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 number of goals that they have conceded over the last two games has improved so so much. And again, it's because of what has been done at the training ground. And if you do things, I mean, I mean, we are human beings. If you do things that you you always do it day in, day out on a training and then you see it happening in a game, you would somehow tend to have more belief in your, within yourself, within your team and within your coach, your technical team and your club. And that's just how it works. Right? So now they know that, okay, now we have the ability to shut out teams. We have the ability to score. And there's no, uh, there's no reason why we can't shut out Tampines and there's no reason why we can't score against Tampines who has a very leaky defence. Right. So, if a 2-1, if let's say my prediction is true, with a win, okay, it doesn't matter what is my prediction yeah. or any other prediction, but a win for them is definitely going to be a big boost and at the same time, it's not so much of a surprise, I would, I would, I would say. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. I have to agree with you on that. But I guess all that's left is for us to actually wait for Sunday and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, that's our preview, done and dusted. We've almost come to the end of the pot, so it only means one thing. Captain's pick time. Before the break, it was Raushan who was on a roll, but because I cut off Hidir the last time out to call dips on Boris, <laughs> I was 100% the winner thanks to his brace against the Young Lions. 
bad news for me is that I cannot pick Boris again. So Hideo, I promise I will cut you off this time. Let everyone know the decision. Your decision. Allow decision. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think this week is going to be tough. I think with the matches that have been that is going to happen this week, there are not a lot of clear cut uh, scorers in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so which is why I'm I'm going for Tanaka. Uh, the Alvarez play I think somehow he will make a goal at most or at least sorry at least a goal sounds and, like a smart uh, choice yeah I, I don't I mean LCS Algang difficult difficult I mean we don't even know Kim Shin who is going to play and we don't know how Pedro is going to be like right and the other team Tempins and Balestier difficult I, I really cannot cannot predict about that so I'm going for Tanaka so that's my choice. No cutting off from you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm making it up to you right now. Now, I was struggling with this one. I had to ask Hidre for help because I feel like I've chosen everyone I wanted to choose. <laughs> and it's getting really, really tough now. And we're only on game week eight. So, you know, the rest of the season is going to be a struggle. But I'm going to go with Shue Yoshino. I feel like okay. thanks to Hidre's, um. Uh, you know, he helped me out there with this pick. So hopefully he makes me proud. But before before we go, I actually asked Raushan who he has for his captain's pick because I'm not going to let my, my buddy there out. So I'm, I'm letting him have his pick and he actually went with okay. Boris because I feel like that's the safest choice. So Raushan, good job. Hopefully Boris doesn't let you down. He, he's, been, he's been on fire recently. So all the best to you. All the best to Hider as well. Now, okay, we've come to the end of this episode of the SPL Podcast. Hider, thank you so much for keeping me company and sharing with us your insights. It's always a pleasure. Thank you to all of you for your constant support to the pod. As always, do send in any rants or opinions you have to our socials at the final whistle. Or you can always hit Raushan or me up on Telegram at Raushan says at Faranaya. Take care, enjoy the football, and we will see you next week.